This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and welcome into Season 2, Episode 49 of Banging on the Drum. I am your host, P-Dog, joined alongside my co-host, M-Dog. M-Dog, how are you doing today? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. So episode 49, we got to be, season one was 45 episodes. So we are creeping up on 100. So pretty impressed with that progress. At this that point. Haven't, yep. Haven't missed a week. Yep. Good math. Good math right off the bat uh, from our math genius. But six more episodes, we're going to have the number 100. Yeah, are we doing anything special for that? I mean, where would that put us? That would put us like right around like June first, too. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it goes because I got some decent sized things coming up uh, in the near future where I'm going to be the prima donna uh, of the show. So we'll probably be recording on odd on an odd schedule. Like we've been pretty consistent on Thursday recently, but let's let's get into it. That's not here nor there. Let's start with overs and unders. And what do you got? You kick it off. So, uh, I mean, so I worked the weekend, which I kind of mentioned on the last episode, which was not my under going into the weekend. But it always it's always shittier to work a weekend, right? Then I have one day off. Like, just puts everything kind of behind the eight ball. Like at home at work, everything, because I skip a day of work, and then I'm trying to, like, catch up through the whole week. So I had to work Saturday. Saturdays aren't that bad. Like, this Saturday, all I did, we did a bowling tournament, so I just scored bowling all day. I sat in a chair and just wrote, wrote down bowling scores. So You went to a bowling alley, though? No, we so we run plastic pins and rubber balls right in the gym. Oh, boy. Like, like we're That's... fourth graders, right? Like, it just is what it is. It'd be nice if we just had like, even if I had two lanes or one lane, I could run like a bowling tournament really easy during the day, especially if it reset itself. The lo- longest part is people having to reset all the pins. Yeah. If you ever seen that mini bowling, there's like an appeal to it. It, I, it blew up for a little while, like where I, I would say it was like more of the hipster scene where like they had people in these mini bowling alleys like resetting the pins, but they would do it like kind of like cool and they would like spin the pins and like set them up and yeah. like be all fancy about it. But you, no, you I, I don't know if I've even seen like videos or anything of that, but that's what we ran. It was pretty, it's pretty easy day except for the guys complaining because the ball was too light or like it's been the same for 20 years. You've been there 20 years. Like, Quit bitching about it. Like this is just the way it goes. It's the way it's always been. Like I don't know why you're like talking to me about how it needs to change, but it doesn't matter. Um, and then I I picked up a um like a bingo ship, so I had to call bingo. My job sounds so hard, right? <laughs> I watched some guys bowl, and then I played some bingo. Um, but it, so I picked up a ship to do bingo, and so I had to work until seven because they run it from six to seven every night. And so it's a ten hour day, which like it's nice to be able to get like some hours off on Friday, but like 
I left. My kids left for school at like 7.30. So I left for work like 15 minutes later. And then when I got home, they were like ready for bed. Like they were laying down to get go to bed at 7.35, 7.40. And so like I just didn't see the boys at all. My daughter was up. She was reading for a while. But just like kind of a shitty day. It's a good reminder on why I like went back to school, got the job that I have now. Make sure I do day shifts. And then, so really my over for the week is that this week, this Friday, I only have to work like three and a half hours or four hours or something. So, And then you get to spend the rest of the time with the kids. Look, No, the kids are fucking at school, so it doesn't matter. Like it'd be enough early on Friday. I mean, there's going to be one home and we'll probably do something, but got to take them. Take them out of school for the day to bring them to a brewer game. Then they'll always love the brewers forever. Yeah, except for they got to drive three and a half hours to get to the brewers, and they'll probably be like pissed about that. <laughs> you know, like six hours in the car on a day to watch a two-hour ball game now. Uh, but I got to take some TVs over to get them recycled for like a spring recycling day, and got some errands I got to run tomorrow. But get groceries. Sounds like a a fun how'd, Friday coming up. Oh yeah, how'd your week go? It was good. It was a good week. Uh, pretty uneventful. Um, yeah, work theme wise, like finals are coming up, so it always gets like stressful for a minute. But I didn't have it there, uh, so I'll start with my under here. So completely whiffed my youngest nephew's birthday. Didn't call. Didn't do anything. And then my dad's birthday is four days after his. And that one, that date always sticks out in my head. Like, so when I see like 418, I'm like, oh shit, it's it's my dad's birthday. Like, if I have to like write it on anything. But then immediately when I did that, I was like, what is Lennon's birthday? I was like, I'm pretty sure it's like right. I thought it was two days before my dad's birthday, but it's actually four days. So I missed it by a long shot but he just turned three so i don't think he's too pissed at me i talked to him on the phone today um seemed pretty content didn't seem too mad at me quite yet yeah maybe maybe when he's six he'd be pissed um yeah that's that's a tough one that's a that's like a something that'll make you feel in the dumps Uh, so does your wife not like remind you of this stuff or is it too early in the relationship maybe yeah you kind of tuned in She's usually pretty locked in. Last year we had like a family calendar go around where oh, like yeah. there was like pictures uh, on it every month, and then like on specific dates it had like whose birthday it was, and we didn't do it again. So we need to get back to that practice. Like you want if you want to give like a good like Christmas gift that would probably be relatively cheap, that could you could do that. And that's but, what my sister did last year. She crushed it. So I was like, okay, that's yeah. That's, my aunt does one of those for us every year. It's pretty nice. Yeah, it's a good plan. Like you don't forget birthdays. If you do forget them, you don't forget them by four days, at the very least. And yeah, I, I mean, like I, I just couldn't believe how hard I whiffed on it. I guess like I don't go on Facebook quite enough because like when I did log back into Facebook. I can't remember exactly if it was just because I remembered it was my dad's birthday uh, or if that same day I went 
on Facebook. And then I was like, oh shit. And someone said happy birthday to Len. And I was like, when when's that? So it, it was like a two-track thing where I was like, oh shit, I really, I really did miss that by by a long shot. But whatever, like I said, he wasn't too pissed about it. And life goes on. I'll, I'll get his fourth and fifth and sixth birthday. Um and make up yeah. for it. Just so as I'm long back. as you're given it like there to give him his beer on his 15th birthday. That's the important one. Yeah, yeah. Will will do. Maybe I'll give it a give it to him a year early. So I'll give it to him on his 14th birthday because there you go. Because I missed this one. But yeah, then other than that, I went to a tailgate for the Florida State spring game. Uh and that was super fun. Like I it made me remember how much I missed tailgating and we we had a decent crew for it but it did end up just being like a hodgepodge of like random people because a guy from my math class last semester is another like older guy going back to school like me um we've hung out a couple times like hit golf balls but i i don't know him super well but i was like yeah that that sounds like a good time and then we brought a friend he had another friend and then we just ended up meeting like just a bunch of people that were at the tailgate i think i ended up hanging out with an eight-year-old for for the majority of it there was this like eight-year-old who just like followed me everywhere like i don't know what i did i i enjoyed his company so like wasn't like annoying me and i think that was the thing like <clears throat> he was in a family of like six kids so yeah that's a lot and not not all six of them were there so i think four of the six kids it was either three or four of the six kids were there so like he was like this old dude that like i don't know like i paid attention when he talked like oh okay that's cool like and then, yeah, everybody else in his life is just like whatever dude shut <laughs> up like no one wants to hear you yeah but pat said you're cool man and then that's yeah. it yeah so it's always fun that was a good time um but yeah i and then i impressed myself as well because i did end up drinking a fair amount there nothing like crazy it wasn't like throwing back to like my 20s but then everybody was like oh let's let's go to this so half the people went into the game and then half the people were going to do other stuff. And they were like, let's, let's go to this brewery on the outskirts of town. And I was, we had to take care of the dogs first. And I took the dogs on a walk and I was like, yeah, that's it. Like I'm tapping out. Like I, it, it would have been a fight for me to get to that brewery. I mean, like I had a safe ride and everything. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like logistically impossible, but like I was just, gonna have to ride yeah it it was i was gonna have to dig deep to to get ready to go out and drink more so i can't did i just order a pizza i can't even remember what i oh no my wife my wife ended up going she was a trooper i don't think she drank as much as me there but she ended up bringing home wendy's at the end of the night so it ended up being all good so yeah, it, it was it was a good time. Uh, need to tailgate more often. Yeah, we used to have a, like a a good time, like attempting to tailgate, right? 
Yeah, I love that when we would put games on the outside of your house. Yeah, that like, what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, or even when we would just do like, you remember when we were doing like pizza and baseball? Oh Sunday yeah, night pizza and baseball. We're like every Sunday night. We were just, I don't know, it was weird. But I was drinking old Milwaukee. You're throwing it back to it. I'm kind of jealous. Does that shit give you heartburn? Gave me heartburn. Um, so I've been getting heartburn real bad because I eat too much. Like, it wouldn't matter what I drink, right? Like, anything I'd, like, eat right now. Because my stomach just is not processing food fast enough. So, Man, it's not good. I, I should just not eat as much. I love the idea of being, like, an old Milwaukee drinker. But that shit, like, I remember, like, legitimately, I don't know if I thought I was having a heart attack. But I felt like I was shitting my heart out through my veins, like while I was sleeping on your couch one night after a. I guess we were eating Pizza Hut too, so like that Pizza Hut or fucking what's the other one we ate a lot the, the local place. It's in the Angelini's, house, maybe. No, it's in the house. Slice oh, slice, slice, slice of Chicago. Is that right? Yeah, slice of Chicago. Okay, it Simple doesn't feel that. like that's right. I remember Lisa one time Spider-Man. we were driving into town and <laughs> they, they have a big, so when you come off the interstate, like when you're coming from lacrosse, I don't know, this is pretty regional. Yeah, so it's, it's like in the trailer park there, right? Yeah. That, that big sign. And the person, oops, sorry about that. The person we were riding with in the car had never been to Sparta before. And we pulled into Sparta and they see this trailer park. And then there's a sign that says Slice in Chicago above it. And they're like, they call this trailer park Slice in Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That made me laugh for way too long. Because it was like such a genuine laugh. Yeah, that's a good call. Like, that's kind of funny. That's pretty fucked up. Like, <laughs> I I don't know. It, it amused me at the very least. But you ready to roll into this show? Yeah, let's get into that uh, basketball stuff over the weekend, and then. All right. So barking about the Bucks, the playoffs have started, and the Bucks are one and one with the Heat. In the first round, so we'll start this with game one. Holy cow, I'm getting all kinds of ads popping up. But first game, Giannis goes down with what? What we said, yeah. I mean, he landed on his tailbone super hard. Uh, I want to say it was like 10 minutes into the game, maybe I'm crazy. It, it was pretty early into the game. It was pretty no, early. Even, even before I lost, that. I lost the ability to watch like probably three, four minutes in, right? So I share my YouTube TV and then it was gone on me pretty quickly because my all my in-laws were watching. Probably like Miss America pageants or something. Yeah. No, we, we have that issue where I have to like start texting some of my family because and my my household's the YouTube account holder. Yeah. But like my whole family has it. So when there's like a Packers playoff game, that's when it tends to get tapped out. 
and I have to just like text my mom that's halfway watching it by herself to stop watching it. I gotta figure out how to fix these ad things. I'm yeah. sorry about this, guys. No, and like uh does your mom get like mad about you asking? No, not at all. Like she I she just watches it more for like a social event to like be in the loop. And like as much as like my dad and I watched football growing up in the house, I still don't think my mom fully understands the game for like she just never cared to like yeah get it like she's cool like if you're having a football party like she'll she'll be there yeah she'll chill and stuff and and doesn't really just doesn't really care to know the game but but anyways back to the bucks game so Giannis goes down just drills the floor i was watching it back again today and that thump was just so damn loud and then after Giannis goes down, like that air just comes out of the building. While I was watching that game, I don't know if I've ever seen announcers just rag on a crowd as as hard as these announcers were ragging on Mil- Milwaukee for uh, for this game. But well, I do feel like that's the thing you do need, though, is you need your. Um your crowd probably to step up in that moment instead of kind of deflate that moment. Yeah. But I was saying like, I kind of got where they were coming from is because when you, when you have Giannis go down in that situation and he comes back into the game. So you're kind of like, okay, maybe it's not that bad, but then sure enough, he leaves the game. And then when he was walking into the locker room, like it was a pretty like scary looking, like, did he because he I don't know like the way he went down I was thinking like yeah he could have definitely like chipped something or or did something where he's just never going to be right for the rest of this uh playoff run uh so I think if you're in the crowd and like that's going through your head and you didn't drink enough to just be like okay let's let's get past that and get going it just it's hard to get going and then I also think on top of it, like the players are feeling the same way. It's like, they're like, yeah, damn, that's our brother. Like this, this is shitty. And, and you're right. You could go two ways in that situation is like, Hey, let's, let's win this one for Giannis. Let's sweep these bitches and get him the full amount of rest. Like yeah. where he knows we don't need him anytime soon. Like, you know, just kind of give him the, uh, oh, take your time. Like, we got this covered type treatment. Um, and so, like, there's a big piece of it that the game plan was focused around Giannis, too. Right? Y- yeah, you're, that, you're 100% like, right with that. Like, we're not going to funnel the ball into into Brook. We're going to funnel it into Giannis. And when he leaves the game, adjusting that game plan mid-game is probably relatively challenging. Yeah, it Where, didn't look that way in game two. Looked like they had planned on what they were going to do and executed it very well. Yeah, yeah, and, and we will get to that. But I think also you you'd be wrong if you didn't kind of give the Heat their flowers in that game because they absolutely went off in that game. So as a team, they shot sixty percent from three, uh, 
59.5% from the floor. So basically 60% of anything they were putting up was going in the hoop. Jimmy Butler scores 35 points, has 11 assists, just goes off. Bama out of Bayou was crushing it, uh, scores 22 points in that game. And yeah, he was kind of winning the battle down low in that one. And then Kevin Love was just like resurrected from the dead. I honestly don't think I knew he was on the heat. I mean, maybe I did not know that. Okay. So so maybe I did like, actually, no, I, I definitely did. Cause I remember, I swear every time my wife tunes into a Bucks game that they're playing the heat. And I remember asking her if she thought he was a good looking dude. Cause I think he's kind of a good looking dude. And then just remember him coming out of UCLA. Like he just reminded me of uh, Bobby from King of the Hill. And I, <laughs> Like, I was like, man, he has came a long way from that. But then I, we went back and looked at him at UCLA, and I was like, okay. I, I had some, like, weird construction of how he looked. Like, he was, like, in my mind, he was just some, like, chubby dude that was good at basketball. But he, he was bigger and, like, a little bit flabbier at UCLA. But he wasn't, like, uh, I can't think of a good example. He wasn't like, round. He, yeah, yeah, right. But well, and, and he's like seven foot. He's like six eleven or something like that. But yeah, so he had a hell of a game. But it was just one of those I would call it like a classic, like frustration games. A situation I find the Badgers putting me in a lot of the times because the Bucks did fight back. Like it wasn't a complete blowout afterwards right, they got back to within like eight late in that game yeah because they end up losing the game 130 to 117 i don't know if i said that yet uh but it was definitely like you're like oh shit uh maybe we're about to start get to get rolling and then just somebody else would hit a big shot uh butler would drive hit one uh yeah the hero it broke his hand. Yeah. 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 That happened too. So, um, and then Reggie Miller said that hero is more important to the heat than the is to the bucks, which I thought was pretty odd, but yeah, it is interesting. Like if you actually take that into consideration is it could actually be a true statement. But it, it could be, but so if you're taking the leading score off of the team and expecting them to win, right? Like that's pretty crazy. Yeah. And I honestly thought the Bucks record was a little bit better without Giannis. I want to say the graphic last night was saying they're 11 and eight without them, which isn't very good. I, I don't. They had as a, good as this a losing is. streak of like five or six games there in the middle of the season, though, when he was. Yeah. Playing. Yeah. I kind of forgot about that. Um, but yeah, anytime in game one where it looked like the Bucks were going to come back and make it a game, just another guy stepped up and hit a three. The Heat weren't missing that much, played damn near a perfect game, which leaving that game kind of actually gave me a little bit more hope because I was like, 
there's no way that they're going to continue this because I can't remember if the broadcast was saying it, but they're like the 27th overall shooting team in the league. And like, yeah. and they just shot the shit out of the ball and, and won that one. But they, they need to do that four times to, to beat the Bucks. So. Yeah, I was actually talking with a guy at work and I just said like, the only way the Heat win this series is if they get red hot shooting the ball and the Bucks get like dog shit shooting the ball. Like both things have to happen for them to win games. And then that has to happen four out of seven games, like which would be pretty strange. Which truly did happen in game one. So yeah, yep. like I said, the Heat shot 60% from three, the Bucks shot 24.4% from three, which you don't see the Bucks do that very often. Um, no. And I don't think you're gonna see it again, but if we roll into game two, I, you made a very good point is obviously they knew that they were going without Giannis in this game and the game plan did look very different. And the ball movement in this game was just some of the best ball movement I've seen out of a Bucks team ever. And you know, I've been saying this throughout the whole season once we locked into the Bucks is Sometimes they just even almost look like globetrottery, like the way that they can whip the ball around and like just find that extra pass that makes makes someone open. But they came out of the game or out of the gate in this game with just so much energy. And I think that switch did get flipped. The the stadium was rocking in game two. I don't remember the announcers referencing it too much in this game but i did uh our bucks correspondent a9 kyle was at the game we should have probably brought him on today but it was loud in there lots of energy i think if people that weren't at game one were at game two they heard the announcers just shitting on milwaukee the whole time and they were like you think it's quiet in here like we are just going to absolutely go nuts. And they were. I, I remember, I think it was uh, Ingles hit two or three threes in a row. And like the roof was about to come off the building. Um, but yeah, Bucks go from shooting 24% from three in the first game to shooting. I had it up here. Uh, 51% from three in the second game. And just everybody in this game was contributing. Uh, Connington was looking really good out there. I'm starting with our bench, guys. Angles, we were kind of talking about this a little bit off there. I just absolutely love the way the guy plays basketball. Like, I want to see, like, the smart play percentage stat on that guy. Because he seems to do the right thing with the ball every time he has the ball, at least in my opinion. Like when I'm watching, I'm like, he if he gives it up, it's like an easy dunk. If he takes a three, he usually hits it. Like I want to say, like, if you look at like a Joe Engle stat line uh from a game where he gets over 20 minutes, it's like four of six from three, five of six from three, like at the worst, three of six from three with like five assists that are just easy buckets not like 
not like uh, a janky assist, if you want to call it that, like where a guy's hitting a tough shot, but like just a flush. Um, then on top of that, Lopez scores 25 points. Holiday scores 24 points. Everybody in this game that played over 20 minutes had over 13 points. So the lowest score of anybody with over 20 minutes was Bobby Portis with 13, which he looked like he spent all of his energy trying to get Milwaukee back in that game one. Granted, they had uh, a couple days off, but but yeah, I, it would be unfair to say like, oh, he scored 13 points in this game, but he he crushed it in game one when he he was trying to like when everybody else was kind of yeah. shit in the bed, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Game two, like to be fair, the Bucks gave the fans a really good reason to be like loud and like, oh yeah, putting it out there. Now the NBA kind of shit the bed here. I don't understand how you don't have playoff games on TNT. Like you don't have them all publicly aired somewhere. It makes no sense to me. So, and I shouldn't say that because it was on NBA TV, but it wasn't on TNT. It was not. Okay. I don't know what, like I definitely got the game. Yeah. So I think like you could see it through like certain stuff, but. Like in Wisconsin, right? I could not get the game. I was I had to watch the Lakers game. You had YouTube TV and you couldn't watch the game. Lakers Memphis was on and the in the Bucks game was not on. I had both the games. Yeah, you probably had the Miami net or uh yeah, I don't know how you had both games. I was looking both like multiple times that night and didn't no, now that you no, said, I'm trying to think of like, and I heard some other people that were bitching about it. Was. Like, there's some other people on Twitter bitching about it too. So, no, I had no issue getting the game because I was in here in this room, and I had the Lakers Memphis game on. I want to say, and then I just flipped to the Bucks Heat game. Maybe I'm just go. incompetent and couldn't find it, but like. For sure, I was like pretty pissed at the NBA. No, I think you are. I think I can show you after the game because uh, I record the games too. What? Because now I'm curious because I want to see what I have, what I got to watch the game on in this one. But do you think a like a local Florida station was showing it, like ABC or something? Now you got me confused because I remember thinking like it was a weird crew like at, at the halftime thing but i want to say it was like it was definitely like you said not the tnt guys and it wasn't like jalen rose and um which would be the espn mike guys. greenberg yeah so maybe i was watching it on on local but it, i know still... that it was on nba tv or whatever but that's what i, I feel like i got. i figure in wisconsin i should get that game over that the lakers game like but like I said, I got them both, so I don't know, because I, I can't imagine what whatever it's it's not even that important. Um, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll straighten it out right after the show. But that is egregious if if you don't get that game. Uh, 
I mean, it is what whatever. it is. Like, I tracked it on my phone just like I did a game one because I couldn't watch it because my in-laws were watching. Might not have been able to watch it anyway, right? If it was on YouTube, like, my people all would have been watching it, right? My father-in-law and his two sons and three more people because that's their sport is basketball, so. Gotcha. Yeah. Or you just need to get your own YouTube TV shit. Too much money. But yeah, just to sum that one up, absolute ass whooping uh, from the Bucks. Had a took a twenty six point lead into halftime, and then extended it to a thirty three point lead uh, going into the fourth quarter, and it, just a game that was never in doubt. If you go on ESPN and you look at the little chart that shows like the scores, like it's there's a like good win good probability score. or whatever. Yeah, and then there's just a good spread of like I, I was trying to pay attention when I was watching it back uh right before the show, like what's the closest they got? And it might have been the end of the game, like 16 points. So I, I don't think it ever got within 10 after the second quarter. And right. What was it? 83 to minus 26 points after that, uh at halftime. So so yeah, that's that's all I got. I feel pretty good about the Bucks. Um, I don't know how I feel about Giannis's injury. I haven't really been plugged into any of the insiders stuff or anything like that. I haven't really looked into how serious it might be. I don't know if you've heard anything about it. So they were like contemplating letting him play on Wednesday. And so I would imagine that by Saturday he'll he'll be very close to playing, and we'll see kind of where that falls, right? So that'll probably be a game time decision for him on Saturday. Yeah. In so my uh, gauge of whether he was uh, injured or not was what the spread was going to be, and I want to say when the spread first came out, it was minus nine, and I was like, that's that's yeah, bucks are minus nine. I was like, that's a Giannis spread. So I was like, if I'm if I'm a betting guy and someone asked me if Giannis is gonna play in this game on Wednesday, I'm gonna say yes, he's gonna play if if the Bucs are favored by nine. And then I think I was maybe talking to my dad and he asked me, and I was like, Yeah, they're favored by nine. But then I went back and double checked it and the spread dropped to minus six and a half and i was like okay that's maybe telling me that Giannis isn't in this game but that's just how my mind works yeah and like i saw a stat and it was like game one if you lose game one and you're like the higher seed uh like the average points you win by is like 16 or 18 something like that like the bucks are like right there i think it was 18 actually but um so and they're like sixteen and one, and the average margin of victory was eighteen points or something like that. So Vegas probably had to have that like probability like set in there as well. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm trying to Google if there's anything easy to figure out for game three, but it looks like I'm gonna actually have to search it. But I, I think you're right. Like it seemed like he was gonna play. Like, I thought he was going to play initially. Um, honestly, though, 
like what do you what do you think like would i guess if if he's perfectly fine but i think if he's anything less than 80 percent i would just say let's see if we can win this without Giannis. and like if he's if he's less than 80 percent and i i would say sit him for the next game for sure if we fall behind in the series then it's like okay now now we're gonna bring out the big guns but yeah i I would i would have concerns with if you're down one to two and you let him sit right one one i think like if you go down one to two that's fine bring Giannis back go on a little run win the series right you got to figure it out I would probably be willing to play without him if he still feels a little banged up. If he says he wants to play, I'd probably let him play. Because I do think that he like takes into the into account like the load management and what it's going to take to actually win a championship, right? I think that he has a pretty good understanding of that. Yeah, and it seems like the Bucks do a very good job of doing load management with Giannis and then just all of their players in general with like how deep this team is and like how they can use them whereas other superstars will like sit out for a whole game but like where the Bucks I mean they're blessed to be able to do it because they're such a good team uh are just whooping teams ass in the in the third quarter and just get to sit guys for like you know if you look up Giannis's production and then points per or then minutes per game like he's he's not up there in minutes no. per game no and granted he was hurt a couple times this year uh but nothing like some of the other guys I guess that would have been a good thing for me to have up that I don't have up but yeah he, he's definitely got a lot less minutes than guys that are putting up similar numbers than him and it's kind of like you know the heisman quarterback that is on alabama that's beating every team by 60 and sits every third quarter type deal uh and still putting up those same numbers but but yeah Yeah, he's not putting up the same minutes as b to get the same numbers right yeah he's doing it in less time but but yeah i I think the question like I pose is kind of a double-edged sword now that I think about it a little bit because say if you do use Giannis and you just are like, okay, win the next three games, bam, bam, bam. Then you got time to rest after that opposed to if you do sit him, you end up losing one more then having to bring him back. So whatever. I, I I think your answer was good is like if he wants to play, let him play. Yeah, so like let him be the deciding factor, and I'm sure he probably pushes to play more times than he doesn't. I like, I don't imagine he's that guy that's like, eh, you know, like, I mean, so I don't want to pick on this guy, but he's pretty easily pick onable, right? I don't think he's Ben Simmons, but like everything that goes wrong, he sits out for. Yeah, like every little twist. I don't think that's what Giannis is, and I think that especially in the playoffs, he's not that. But if he would say, man, like back's a little tight today, let's just see how it goes. I'd probably say, let's sit you and see how the game goes without you. 
And then if we need to go hard for the next three, then we'll do that. I like that. Yeah. Let, let's roll with roll with that. Well, yeah, I I think you're more than safe to say that Giannis is going to be the guy that's chomping at the bit to be like, no, I'm going to play. Like that's yeah. that's just a fact. That's who he is. That's who we feels that way. Right? Always seen him be. I don't even think we could say it feels that way. It is that way. Like that's that's as far as I would go with it. Like when, when has Giannis ever gave you proof like where he's done like, oh no, I'm gonna take it easy well, today. You know, I mean like, to be fair, he does take his like load management days or whatever, which I think I've heard a lot of people like complain and be like, Jordan played eighty, you know, eighty-two games, like you should be playing eighty-two games or whatever. But I don't think that that's accurate, right? So I don't think it's the same thing. Um, I think we understand way more about physical health and what, like, working super, super hard four days out of the week can do to you. And that there's times, especially in a six, eight month period, that you need to take breaks. And so, like, I don't fault him for taking that break, but I know that he does choose that, right? And the team probably talks him into choosing that because he's going to get another three years out of his career because he does that. Yeah. Sports science has came a super long yeah. ways, but I, I definitely think, okay, so it is speculation on my part. So I can't say it is a hundred percent of fact is if you ask Giannis, like, you know, they're going to sit him at like opportune times out of weight games, like right. where if you're like, you know, the young, they always bring up the, oh, the young fan that came to see you, you know, he's, he's not going to disappoint that kid, you know, type, yeah. type and deal mentality. Like, I would argue that the Bucks should just be more transparent about when Giannis won't play. Yeah. I know but, that that's not advantageous to them for like selling tickets, but like it should be home. You don't play at home games. And like they should just be more clear. Like this is what we're doing. I know but that's I wonder not the way it'll be, but how much in advance that you know that that's going to be a load management game. You know, because who knows? Like you're like, okay, well, in six games we're gonna let Giannis sit one out, and then you lose five in a row, and you're like, well, fuck that. Like that yeah. that plans out the window. Like right. we're... And so like, even so I bought, my parents bought tickets for me for a Bucks game when I was, I don't know, maybe like a sophomore and they bought them for Christmas. Right. Well, they traded my favorite player between Christmas and the time of the game was right. The game was in March or something like that. And they traded my favorite player away. Not that I hated seeing Gary Payton on the court, but like it wasn't Ray Allen. I can tell you that. And I wanted to see Ray Allen, Big Dog, and Sam Cassell play together. Yeah. Well, that's too fucking bad, Mike. I know. So like, they disappointed <laughs> me back then with the fucking trade deadline. All right. Let's roll. Bark, bark about the Bucks for us here. All right. So the Brewers took the series in San Diego. Three, three games to one. Um, then they go in and they sweep the Mariners. They have an off day today, which is Thursday. They'll be back in Milwaukee on Friday. They'll be facing off against the Red Sox. 
Um, Freddie Peralta is going to get that start. Um, and then they placed Garrett Mitchell on the injured list with a shoulder injury. I didn't see like a timetable on any or anything on that, but um, he's going to be out. Didn't see who they brought up either, but yeah, I was curious about that. He's on the 10 day uh, injured list. So I don't know. I feel like they've been showing one. Yeah, that's, I think 10 is about as short as it goes. And it Um, used to be 15 then? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It used to be a 15 day DL, then like maybe a 30 day DL and a 60 day DL. Okay. That changed. Um, I do see, I'm looking at the injury report right now. Um, Tyron Taylor was, is also on that. I mean, we haven't seen him yet this season. Uh, but it says Taylor elbow is on track. Uh, rehab assignment, AAA Nashville on Tuesday. And then Mitchell will undergo an MRI on his left shoulder Thursday, so today. And then it looks like, I don't know, because I think this is from the 40-man roster. Or actually, no, I think it's from the MLB roster. But it says South Frolic is day-to-day. So I assume maybe that's who they brought up. And I know that's our guy that we're looking at, or I'm definitely looking at, to be the next superstar on the Bucks or on the Brewers. That's that's my shot I'm calling. I, I don't know if that's like too bold or anything. Who's the number one prospect in the Brewers thing? I've seen a bunch of shit on Twitter about him. I it's not self frolic. It could be. I'm not positive about that though. Doesn't sound familiar, but yeah, but he, he's been crushing it for a while. Um I want to say even had like a pretty damn solid uh, spring training. Um, I actually reached out to him to come on the show. He never said anything back, but he was. Yeah. I was able to send him a message. At least though, so I, yeah, so that's uh, that's always an interesting one to me is when you can. <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, he he didn't reach back out to me. I still we'll, we'll get him on the show one day. Um, oh yeah, for sure, but. Yeah, Mitchell. Mitchell's going to be out for a while, right? Um, and so uh, I really don't have too much else on the Brewers. They've been put in close games. They're squeaking them out. They're figuring out how to win the games late. So one of the games against the Mariners went into extra innings. One game uh, they give up a run late. They're up three runs. They give up a run late, and they figure out a way to finish finish the Mariners off. Right. So you're winning the games that you're supposed to win or in close games, you're winning those games. And that's going to be a big difference in a playoff team versus a team that misses the playoffs for the Brewers. Yeah, they're doing it. They're doing it completely right. So they're they're winning games. They're winning close games. They're winning games by a lot. And then every loss that they have, they get their ass. So it's like, you know how when you like think about. Like, oh, I wish we would have just saved some of these runs for like yep. another day. I, my dumb brain says that. So their first loss. Is oh yeah, mine too. They, they lose four nothing to the Cubs. Their second loss, three nothing to the Cardinals. Seven to three to the Diamondbacks. Ten to three 
to the Padres. And those are all their losses. So all of their losses are by three or more runs. And like two of them is like when they didn't score any runs. So they're just saving them for for better days. Yeah. And so um, just playing good, good baseball and setting things up right. So like you can go into like the later parts of the season and just kind of just be playing ball when it comes into the dog days of summer, you can just be splitting series and getting things done. But winning early, I think is going to be helpful in the long term. We definitely need to get into fantasy baseball because I feel like both of us, when we definitely were locked more into baseball and like paying attention to like batting averages and in stats and stuff, it's just changed so much. Like we did this last year. And we're like, the Brewers are hitting like 222 as a team, and they have a yeah. winning record. Like, yeah. And like back when we were kids, like if if the team wasn't hitting 260 and you didn't have two guys on the team hitting, hitting over, over yeah, like you're you're in rough shape. But I'm gonna do a quick rundown of the numbers just because I like to do that. Uh highlight the the big bopper on the team. So Roddy Telez has hit five home runs to this point in the season, has 14 RBIs. Brian Anderson, our new dog, uh, he's leading the team with 15 RBIs. And then for batting average of, we'll say people who have played, let's go over 10 games. Um, Contreras is leading the team with a 302 average. And yeah, I mean, William Contreras is hitting 302, or no, Owen Miller is hitting 292. So, yeah, we don't have our two guys over 300. Tarantini's hitting over, he's hitting 350, but he's only played six games with 20 at bat. Yeah, which is pretty light. Brewers are playing good baseball. I mean, uh, a guy like moving on to a guy that like is doing better than he was previously. We're going to go into driving fast and turn left. We're going to hang it up on the Brewers. They're playing good ball. They're going to go into Miller Park or American Family, beat the Red Sox, and now uh, Martin Truex Jr. finished third this weekend. Didn't lead for any laps. Getting accumulated a fair amount of points somehow. I don't know if like he's like, I don't know how he does that. I think he accumulated like fifty nine points, something like yeah. that. Yeah, I think that's just gonna be our points. Ongoing thing that we say about yeah. on this show is like, hey, we're gonna bring someone on to explain to us like the NASCAR scoring system, and we're just never someday. Yeah, yeah, someday. Uh, and then Kyle Kyle Larson got the win this weekend, so. Um, it was at Martinsville, so you'd think Martin Truex Jr. would win, but he didn't. So he got there. And I think this upcoming weekend's Talladega. So I think it's it's a big race. MTJ's saving it for for the big one in Alabama. So and there is one like racetrack where like he's projected to win. I remember us going over that last year. Like he just races really well. Might be like Charlotte or something like that, though. I'm not sure. Yeah, did you say 
where you sitting in the cup race? No, I didn't. I didn't check that. All I know is where he finishes every week, pretty much. So I think he jumped from 13th to 10th. He's definitely in 10th uh, right now. And yeah, oh, nice. he just needs to catch catch those checkers, and then we'll be good to go. We doing hot in the streets? I, Joe, I, I don't know if you're going to get into the other ones we got going. Um, but yeah, I do want to get into a few hot in the streets. Do you have ideas for uh, Mike for mayor or just the ones we've had in the past? Let, let's do for mayor Mike. I know you're doing hot in the streets on the fly. I didn't even think of that, but let's do hot in the streets first. So Draymond Green gets kicked out of the game and then puts on a show and then gets suspended. Was it just one game that he got suspended? I believe so, yeah. And did did you see the whole thing go down? Nope. Nope. So I like I just saw that like what Sabonis grabs his leg. Sabonis, Sabonis's kid. What's that? It's the the old Sabonis's kid, right? Grabs his leg, grabs his foot. He gets his foot loose and then he stomps on his chest or something like that. That's what I saw. I didn't see anything after that. Yeah, it, it was pretty weak. Like, I, I'm sure if anybody listens to sports stuff, it, it's been covered. To me, almost getting kicked out of the game, sure, maybe that part's warranted. The suspension wasn't. The, this, <laughs> the stomp, in my opinion, wasn't even too much of a stomp it was like he put his foot on his chest and then he kind of did like a jump thing like where he could have done way worse like it was almost like almost like it was to make sure he didn't like completely step on him but then Sabonis reacts like he got shot by yeah, a I mean, he's a basketball player. player. That's what happens. It's like hitting a soccer player. They just go around and they flop around for 25 minutes, right? Um, I don't think the suspension comes because he stomped on him. I think more than likely the suspension comes because he's, like, kind of a piece of shit about stuff like this all the time, right? Yeah. He's kind of like Grayson Allen. They're kind of the same type of player. They just do shitty things kind of often. Yeah, and I think that is it. I think even if you looked up like why he got suspended, like there's something in there that it's like it's because it's him. Yeah, ideal, and and like this isn't an isolated incident by any means. And then he goes on to just fire up the crowd in Sacramento, which has been just freaking nuts. Like if you're Pay attention to Sacramento. That city is jacked up to be back in the basketball conversation, which is cool to see. Like I'm, I'm definitely cheering for them uh, to come out of the West, uh, and not for like any advantageous reason uh, playing the Bucks. But I did enjoy their team. I can't remember. It was, it was when we talked about the Bucks playing them in the season. And then they had like just guys with like cool nicknames and, and stuff like that. Oh and, yeah. You mentioned them that like 
they call like, them certain things they like white remember. thunders or something like that white but thunder. well i mean so like they used to have white chocolate with uh jason williams yeah i think that's i'm mixing it up uh but yeah that's that was a uh, hot in the street but yeah if it's not draymond green i don't think the suspension's happening and we um, we touched on we touched on um Giannis hurting his back but uh john morant uh like busted up his hand a little bit doesn't look like there's any like x-rays were negative but he didn't play in the last game against or they're playing the lakers right grizzlies versus yeah. lakers yeah i guess we could do just an nba playoff update um and then where i do have like a max scherzer got suspended from a game because he's using sticky stuff again that a boy that that's like right up your alley i feel like you're proud of that if you ain't cheating you ain't trying in in mike's book i think that in for like baseball like that's really the attitude though i think you should juice them up and give them the sticky stuff and just see what happens yeah i guess i i guess maybe like you should have to choose if you're a pitcher if you're on the juice or you get the sticky stuff yeah, one or the other. Yeah, yeah you can't have both. I like that. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll run through Hot in the Street r- real quick here. Uh, um, just so we know the Bucks are 1-1. Celtics are up 2-0 on, on the Hawks. Sixers are up 3-0 on the Nets. Uh, Tavs and Knicks are tied 1-1. And then moving over to the West, the Nuggets are up. 2-0 on the Timberwolves. Like Mike was saying, John Morant went down, but the Grizzlies tied that series back up one to one. Do you know if that was without Ja or was that the game Ja went down? They won the game two without Ja. Okay. But so Ja went down in game one. Yep. It was okay. it was actually on a similar play, like both like a slide under charge call. Yeah. And then my other hot in the street that I was going to throw in with that game is Dylan Brooks calling LeBron James old and saying that he's not going to respect him until LeBron James puts up 40 on him. And I think that's sweet. Like, I I love that he the, – just the blatant disrespect for a legend like LeBron because he just – it's – Nothing but good for the game. It's, I I don't get where like an old guy would be like, um, you know, like get off my lawn type shit with that. Because if LeBron James wants to shut him up, which he's perfectly capable of doing, he'll maybe. So like Brooks, I'm imagining is a really good defender. Yeah. But LeBron James, man, is. LeBron James. I mean, he's not. No, yeah, he's the dude. Like, I understand that. But, like, I have to imagine Brooks is actually, like, very, very good defensively. He's like when Richard Sherman talks shit or Darrell Revis was talking shit. Um, just guys would come in and they want to do something to him, and they just can't. I have to imagine that's what Dylan Brooks is because, like, he – is going to, he said this shit 
all year long. He's been this like abrasive character all year long. You would expect somebody to put like just want to put 45 on his head like every night he, they come in and they just don't. And there's probably a reason that they don't. Yeah, but I, I mean, the, just the shit talking on top, though, is like now if the Lakers win, though, I oh, yeah. think that's even if LeBron James doesn't put 45 points on him and we were talking earlier. It, we're, did we do it all off air when we were talking about LeBron James just being one of? We were talking about we were comparing Joe Ingles to Le, LeBron James. Yeah, That's so that LeBron James and Joe Ingles have the same like mental attitude towards the game. They're both super intelligent inside the game of basketball, right? Yeah. That Joe Ingles makes all these great plays, right? And he scores fifteen points a game. Well, LeBron makes all these great and smart, like intelligent basketball plays, but he scores 35 or 40 points a game when he like when he's really rolling, right? Um, his athletic ability is super high and his basketball intelligence is super high, right? Joe Ingles' athletic ability is probably like for NBA players, like he's obviously more athletic than I am. I'm not like, but like it's probably like mid to low level. And LeBron's is super high. So that's the difference in a guy like LeBron and the rest of the league is his basketball intelligence is super high and he's super athletic. Yeah. He, at, at one point in time, he was the smartest basketball player on the floor and the most athletic basketball player on the floor at the same time. But and that was probably on, within the last four years. Yeah. And only on banging on the drum you're going to get a comparison to Joe Ingles to LeBron James. But, but no, I, 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 I just think could the Lakers scheme something up where LeBron James just goes off and maybe it's not going to be specifically on Dylan Brooks, but I just think LeBron's too smart a guy to be like, I'm going to waste my time and energy trying to respond to that. I'm going to yeah. beat you in the series is going to be more of his mindset. And then we'll see how much shit you're talking after that. But I, I loved it. I, I like, so I think Dylan Brooks, I think like what he is, he will talk shit <clears throat> in a loss. Right. I think that's who he is. Right? Yeah. And I mean, he's the guy who wants to get in your head. He's Draymond green. He's the same type of dude. Yeah. He might and not I think be as like chippy about it. I don't know. I haven't seen that side of Brooks. Maybe he is, right? Could be the same guy. But like he's the guy who's like psychologically messing with you. Like he wants LeBron James to push too hard because he knows that LeBron James is a better player as a team player. And if you push too hard individually, that's going to cause the Lakers to lose. And I mean, if you look back like historically in great NBA teams, probably every I, I won't say every NBA team to win a championship, but like probably I think it would be safe to say at least 95% all have a guy like that. I feel like when the Bucs won the championship, uh, PJ Tucker was kind of yeah. our dude to do that. Draymond Green, obviously with, with the Warriors. And then you go back to the Bulls, which is pretty obvious. It was uh, Dennis Rodman. You go yeah, back first, to like the, the first three isn't 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 as obvious, right? 
Say that again. The first three Bulls championships isn't as obvious who that guy is. Yeah, but I'm I'm sure. If I'm sure I, there's a guy. Like I'm sure there's a guy on that team that like, and it could be like even Jordan, right? That yeah. like is just the guy that nobody wants to fucking deal with, right? And but, he's just the best player on the team as well. It's like Horace Grant. And actually, I feel like he was nice, but uh, maybe I don't yeah. like. I couldn't tell you like the ins and outs of that team. Rasheed Wallace with yep with the Pistons like. It, yeah, if you look back to great teams, you you kind of you kind of need it. And like the great ones that have won more than one, kind of have sure. a guy that you can point the finger at and be like, "Well, that was the guy that you was know just a problem." Mental, yeah, mental warfare. Usually a good rebounder, a good defender. Like, and, yep. and I think that just goes into being a good defender is being able to not give a fuck who you're talking shit to at any given time whether you're down you're up like i'm a pussy like i will not talk shit in a game right until after i know i haven't won and i don't and even so, really think that's like talking shit that's just like telling you the truth <laughs> yeah i guess i like that though like if, if you can say that about something so i, I was playing one-on-one with a younger guy in my unit and he he's a cool dude like he was he was putting it to me in a one-on-one basketball game and then I ended up beating him and I didn't talk a lick of shit until the game was over but I wish I would have had that I was like I don't do I don't talk shit I just tell you the truth or (laughs) something like that yeah like I think that mental warfare definitely plays a big deal in, in like sports, and that is completely overlooked. I shouldn't say completely overlooked, but like to a large extent, like people are like, it's the athletes that make the difference. It's not. I think it's your like mental attitude because athletes are in like, I mean, you grew up with athletes. I grew up with athletes that just like they should be good at things and they just aren't because something got in their head and then they, can't focus on something and then they shit the bed i don't talk shit i just speak the truth i think that's it that, that's it that's the new one from like every time you talk, <laughs> i'm not talking shit to you i'm just telling you you're fucking trash because that's the truth yep i speak the truth but I, I was too busy trying to to round out that one but yeah yeah, yeah like how you're gonna like mentally like go with this when you're playing <laughs> basketball next time yeah yeah good move um yeah i don't know if i have much more for hot in the streets um do you sure. have anything for like baseball or anything that's going on that you're aware of no you pumped it uh scherzer suspended 10 games Harden tossed Embiid gets flagrant and Sixers yeah. win tonight. Um, you had a little bit more detail on that. Um, well, so like Embiid kicked a dude in the nuts and didn't get ejected from the game. Like, and he's been mildly dirty in the past. Right. So he gives like LeBron like a pretty stiff elbow, or not LeBron, uh Giannis a pretty stiff elbow. Coming into the lane, a few, like at least once this, yeah. this year, 
like he's just had a few chippy things, right? He could have been in the same boat as Draymond. Like we've seen him act like this in the past. Um, and he kicked a dude in the nuts, doesn't get kicked out. And then like Harden's like trying to get past a dude and ends up hitting him in the nuts, like with his hand, like moving past him, right? Trying to like dribble past him. Hits him in the nuts. He gets kicked out of the game for it. And I just saw it on Twitter. So like, it could be not necessarily like a hundred percent true representation of what happened, but I would imagine that you should have kicked and beat out and not hardened. But the NBA doesn't want that crap either. Yeah, yeah. Embiid's a hard guy to to sit down. Where Harden used to be, I yeah, think he used to would, be that guy would get sure. that that treatment. But but yeah, then Tatis is finally back. For the Padres, um, going to be playing his first game since 2021. Uh, article I just pulled up said he's confident he won't miss a beat. But if he doesn't miss a beat, the Padres are a fucking wagon when they get that guy back. Yeah, but I mean, so the Padres built their team around like legit young superstars, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be good. I I have no doubt they're going to be good. All right, <clears throat> so like, really, that's all I got. Like, do you want to dig into uh, Mayor Mike? Mayor Mike. So, I'm just going to come up with questions for Mike off the top of my head here. So, how are we solving the issue of world hunger? Uh, so, starting in Wilton. So you start in Wilton, like, honestly, I think it just has to be like, you have to have community meals, right? So like Wilton's a very small town, right? But you need to supply community meals somehow. Uh, Where you start with that is in the education system. So kids shouldn't have to, and like, this was something that like kind of blew my mind when I heard it. And it was just recently. Um, If you're forcing a kid by law, to be at school, they should not have to pay for food. So they are bait. I mean, so like this is going to sound like pretty goofy, but they are basically prisoners to the school system. They have to be there from whatever eight o'clock in the morning until three thirty in the afternoon or three o'clock in the afternoon, whatever it is. Like, or they get a truancy letter, right? Like that's possible. Like you can get in trouble either as a parent or as the kid because your kid got, isn't in school. I got one or two of those in high school. Yeah. You have to feed those kids. No kid should pay for any meal inside of that building. If you're forcing them to be there, they don't have to pay for meals. If inmates don't have to pay for meals, neither should fucking kids. And that's like a mayor's right to go into the school and say that. No, but that's the that's how we're solving world hunger. <laughs> okay, in, in like yeah. what, what we can just call that, like in the greater Brookwood area, right? No, so like if we have a philanthropist that's out there that like wants to do the right thing, you pay for every kid's meal in the school. Now, the state should be doing that to begin with. They're not going to though because the state's shitty and they can't fucking do anything unless they run it all the way up to the fucking governor. Before they make a decision, nobody in the world that runs in state 
where federal government or local government can make a decision without running it all the way up the fucking chain. Sorry, that's a little need to get that off my chest. It's been bothering me at work. So yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be the mayor one day. So I hit you with a heavy hitter right off the bat. So I'm gonna gonna hit the brakes a little bit and let you oh, talk about yourself. So how would you describe your management style? Probably laissez-faire. I expect people to do the right thing because I think that I generally, without guidance, will do the right thing. Dang. And so like, that's probably not good. I might have to adjust that in my future mayoral bids. What are the most pressing issues in the office you are seeking? The most, so obviously it's the pool, like the <laughs> employee management and how they spend funds in, in Wilton and who knows uh, how that actually is. Right. So I think we actually do a pretty nice job. We spend funds on like, we're putting a new softball field in town. I think that that's good. Right. Um, but then we also leave the lights on all year. There's always lights that like Christmas lights, they put out Christmas lights. There's lights on in the building all the time. I don't ever understand this. Like shut the fucking lights off. That costs us money to run the fucking lights. I don't understand why we leave the lights on. Like it's, it seems like an obvious solution. Shut the goddamn lights off. Right. But who am I to say shut the lights off? Right. There's probably like a security thing, but there's a street light in the fucking park. Why can't it be like motion sensor? I love it. I love it. So you're going to fix the pool. There's going to be no more bickering between teenagers at the pool. Oh, of course and, there will be. But like, if they if you allow the bickering be be between teenagers and not teenagers and adults, right? Like, so as the adult, you should say, "All right, I'm going to listen to you, and these are the reasons I'm not going to do what you're telling me to do." They can just do that. Like, an adult should be able to like fully function their thoughts and tell them, actually, like that's not the appropriate way to respond to this. We, yeah, this might actually be a recurring segment. I like this. Um, I might not have many more good ideas. No, you, you, you've been like ripping them. Like we're going off the top of the head and you're responding uh, right away. Let me. Yeah, are they good responses though? They seem shitty in my brain. Like once I'm no. done, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't say that shit. No, fix the pool and uh, turn the lights off in the buildings and welding it. <laughs> like I, I think that that's like a real thing. Like you should yeah. turn the fucking lights off. Like you shouldn't have Christmas lights running all year fucking round. No, uh, oh, yeah. They don't have them all year. It's just during Christmas. But like, what the fuck's the point of the town having Christmas lights up? Do they leave them on during the day? No, but like it's all night. Why do we have them? Yeah, I think that's just like standard. So you're saying yeah, you should. You're gonna no be the government Grinch. should fucking put that shit. Up. No shit. No government should put that shit up. Like it's a waste of money. So like, and then there's one like by the basketball court that's gonna be on at two o'clock in the morning. So the basketball court in the city of Wilton, in the village of Wilton, is lit up all night long from what now eight o'clock until five o'clock tomorrow, six o'clock tomorrow morning. It's gonna be lit up. No kids are playing there. Doesn't light enough up enough so that you can actually play basketball. Just lights it up enough so that we're wasting fucking money all night. What Shut if someone's up. someone's waking up and they got a basketball Jones, man? Why can't basketball you just be Jones. motion censored? 
motion censored. So that you walk in there, they turn fucking on, and then they turn off 15 minutes after no motion. I like that too, because then people in in towns like that we came from, they very much like to point out when there's like an animal around. And that would help too. Like if the if the light goes <laughs> out, they'd be like, there's a rabbit. Like there's a turkey. Was it yeah. strutting? Yeah. So like you could end up having animals charging us money too. But like there's no reason for that. Right, like just shut the fucking shit off. All right, let's let's summarize this. So Mike is going to end hunger through education. And when you send a kid to school, they shouldn't have to pay for it. I like that. He's going to fix the pool. It's going to be open all summer long from Yes, that's the big one. Memorial Day to Labor Day. Labor Day to other way. I, I get them mixed up. It's Memorial to Labor, I think. M to L. You're you're probably right. I am. It is. Those those are the ones I don't get. Um, and then you're going to shut the lights off in the government buildings and shit, man. You're going to be pocketing, you know, a couple eight dollars a month, man. There we go. I love it. All right, that will wrap it up for Mike for Mayor. I got one dumb idea. That I, oh, good. That I, I love them. Do. I love them. Okay. So I was sitting in my car today. And like I said, this is a reoccurring theme. My phone sucks. So it like cuts in and out between the radio and what I'm trying to play on my phone. Um, Did you clean it out? I tried. I haven't. I didn't give it a good try, though. So Too I mean, I'm. Yeah, I'm going to try a little bit harder. I tried with a Q-tip, I think. No, not a fucking Q-tip, a toothpick. And a knife. I use my... Uh, no metal. Utility. Okay. So, All right. Do you have a, was, like a Swiss Army knife that's got the little plastic toothpick in there? I don't. I have a multi-tool that I've probably never used for a good reason um, in my car that was issued to me. From the military, which is super nice, but yeah, I don't, I don't use it enough, but I do have it. If it, but anyways, the Footloose song came on the radio right when I was getting out of my car to go to class, and I love pranks on people, and I just thought that this would be like an all-time good prank. Is especially if it was like a first day of school type deal, is. You got a kid that signed up for a class, but then it, this is going to be a hidden. It might have actually already been done, but it's going to be a hidden camera show. And the class is just going to break out into a musical. And there's only going to be one person in the class that doesn't know that this is a musical. But I just think that that would be a great prank. And I love it. You have the opportunity to do this. You understand that, right? Like How? you can, you are in the military. Like this is a perfect sell. You just have to get guys on board, right? Like, so you're going to have a new guys coming into your unit at some point, right? It doesn't yeah. have to be a musical, but you guys can all do something fucking crazy to the new recruit that like, it doesn't harm them really at all. Right. But like, it's like out there. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's right? you have to come the back opportunity. Down. Like you have like a new 
it's not a new school setting, but it's a new like job setting. And you could just fuck with this dude right off the jump. Oh yeah, we we could do some pretty egregious stuff. But and it doesn't have to be egregious. It doesn't have to be something that is like actually physically harmful or mentally harmful to this person, but just kind of gets them going. Like just puts them in like a like in yeah. a in, in a mood that's like this is I can't deal with this shit. And then like by the end of the day, it's over and you're done. I kind of like that, but we we are kind of aware like when you're going into a new setting like that that it's like very uncomfortable like so when you're just pouring fuel on the uncomfortability fire but wouldn't that, that break the ice way quicker it could it, it, it might could. actually right yeah that's a good that's a good answer yeah but so i did have this somewhat happened to me one time where th- this triggered whatever this is probably helped trigger the idea so i was working in the military like you said i was working at we call the qc control point whatever i I was like the door guard for the day like i'd gotten in trouble for some stupid shit and then every weekend they would put me on this this duty like where i don't like watch the door with a couple other people it's not fire guard that's I think that's the Navy term, Navy and Marines term for it, but we called it, I want to say we called it QC, but I can't remember what that stands for. Um, quality control. Yeah. Sure nobody yeah. does any stupid shit. Yeah. We'll, we'll say it's quality control. But then one, the girl that was like sitting next to me in this desk. So we have the main person that was me because I'd been doing it too much. And then we, had like a backup main person. Then we had a person who actually like checked IDs at the door and the girl started singing the, the shut up and dance song. Like, and just shut up and dance with me. And then the guy, I could kind of tell like that was kind of his jam. Like he was just giving me the vibes that like, he'd be like, okay, I, I know that song. But she started singing and he started singing and they kind of did a performance right there. And I was getting so fucking embarrassed for them. And then then I also realized, like, I think there's something that embarrassment has to go somewhere. And I was the only one catching the embarrassment there. And they were just singing this song like in a duet and they didn't even have it planned in to be quite honest, like they were both like fairly good singers, and I don't know, maybe they fell in love after that. I, I, you should reach didn't out know either of them too much. Yeah, no, but it felt like I was in an episode of High School Musical or Glee or whatever the the show. I, I guess I know Glee's the show, High School Musical, the movie. Um, but yeah, I felt like I was in an episode of that. that and too? if there was like a camera on me. It would have probably been good because I was kind of like, I looked like I just wanted to like run like away from that situation. So th- this leads me into a show that um, my wife and I started watching. Have you have you watched Jury Duty? No. Oh, uh, so like if it, I equate it to The Office, my wife thinks it's more like reality TV, but I think it's The Office, right? So I think that it's just like. And a show just like The Office, but um, is it reality? Thing. What's it sold as? 
because reality office, TV. Okay. Early, early on, the office is sold as reality TV. Yeah, and right? they come so they come back to it in the end. Like it does wrap up like with this has been a show the whole time. Like yeah, like a reality TV show, right? Yeah, yeah, and so that's the way they start the office is like that. It's kind of like that, even though you kind of know it isn't. Jury duty. Um, very amusing. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I'll check it out. I'll check it out just for and you. And I think it's like on like a freebie TV or something. I don't know. Yeah, exactly like Pluto or whatever we were watching, Walker, Texas Ranger on. Yep. All right. Well, I think that will do it for the show. And as always, like, subscribe. Mike's been doing some good things with our Twitter. We're we're getting out there. He edited the video pretty good. Our YouTube channel's getting better. So subscribe to that. Like our episodes. Subscribe to the podcast. Just do it all. Share it if you would. We appreciate it. Um, and I'll just, as always, we love you guys. We appreciate the support. Mike, what do you got for them? All you suckers that are doubting the Packers, the Badgers, the Brewers, or the Bucks, you can eat our shorts. Roll it. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat my shorts.